0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Raw Talk. In this episode, we have a very inspirational guest with us today, Priscilla Frederick Loomis. How are you? I
1: am absolutely fabulous. I'm super excited to be a part of this. So thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for being here. It's an honor. Oh, of course, girl. Of course. You know, women (laughs) supporting women is what we do. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So before we start and get into everything, tell us a little bit more about your story and just your overall journey.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so I am Priscilla Frederick Loomis and I'll explain exactly why I have two last names and why I keep my two last names. Um, I started this journey when I was six years old. I was began track and field and I was always an athlete. I was raised by a single mother and my whole inspiration was from her watching her thrive, watching her cry watching her struggle watching her sacrifice and so everything I do is for my mother and moving forward I you know went to high school and I got really into the arts so I loved being on stage I loved entertainment I was very much in tune with Salina and Destiny's Child yes. but typically Beyonce so I loved that aspect and so I knew that I always wanted to be that form of entertainment to inspire people. I loved how these women could captivate an audience. And I knew that I could do the same thing and expand on that. And so that was my vocation. That was my calling to entertain. And so my life took a little bit of a different turn because I got very good at track and field. And I went on to the 2012 U.S. Olympic Trials, was supposed to come last, got seventh and mm-hmm. unfortunately you know didn't get the support that i needed so mm-hmm. i decided to represent the country of antigua and barbuda where i knew that i could stand out i could represent a smaller island and put that pressure on my shoulders yeah. and just do something bigger than myself and so in 2014 i got my dual citizenship and in 2016 I went to my first Olympic games and became an Olympian. And that was absolutely amazing. And again, I did it for my mother and it was now a part of that journey. And I kept going. And unfortunately I got COVID Mm. in January of 2021 and uh, the doctor shut me down. So I wasn't allowed to train or do anything and i retired in august of 2021 and i shifted gears and now i have a full time job because i was very much ready to get a paycheck a very steady paycheck cuz girl was tired <laughs> of being broke right yeah, yeah. so i you know shifted gears and i have a full time job but now i am shifting gears again And now I'm launching the Priscilla Loomis LLC business of motivational speaker and, you know, inspirational speaker. And I pray that this next chapter, or like, as I like to say, this next season of my life is one of healing, growth, happiness, love, and um, one of just being the best version of myself to help other people find their purpose, and to find their calling and their vocation.
0: So that is me in a nutshell. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, I look up to you so much. You are an inspiration to me and so many other people you've accomplished so much. And I feel like everything you do, it is so motivational. And it is so just what we need. You know, we need more of that energy. So also too, I mean, you are an Olympian. Yeah. Um, so that journey within itself, that's an incredible accomplishment that I feel like it's so like, <laughs> crazy. Not everybody does that. So, (laughs) right. So, I mean, like, what was your journey with that? You know, how did you really, you know, through the training process and everything that went into it, you know, what was that like for you? So my athletic journey was different than I think most people see.
1: I was very open and honest about my journey and it was extremely difficult. Mm -hmm. And so my entire career, I was unsigned, which means that Nike, Puma, Adidas, they weren't sending me checks. So everything that I did, I did on my own. When I went to track meets, I had to get there, meaning I had to qualify on my own. So most people think, you know, you get this paycheck and that's able to pay for your livelihood, your food, your gear, you know, sports medicine, all that kind of stuff. I paid all of that out of pocket for a very, very long time. And so then I got on Olympic Solidarity with my country. So put it in perspective, I made $1,000 a month from my country, which I'm very grateful, very Mm -hmm. humbled. But that means that on paper, I make $12,000 a year. Mm -hmm. So I am now below the poverty line
0: because I don't know
1: anybody that makes $12,000 a year and can survive. Right. So- And again, I'm trying to be the top tier athlete. So now I, you know, I have to pay for my gear, my sneakers and my sprint spikes, high jump spikes. So all of that, you know, I had to pay for. And on top of that, you're talking about food, right? You have to eat a really good balanced nutrition. So I paid for that. So, and then I was, I had to move back home so that I because I couldn't afford to pay a rent or a mortgage or anything at the time. So I had to move back into my mom's basement. And then you're talking about a car payment, right? Mm-hmm. And then yep. you're talking about a sports psychologist. And then you're paying for any kind of gym that I went to, right? So and a coach. So it all adds up. And I had that all on my own. So that $1,000, which was great, but that paid for like at that moment was just food, Right, <laughs> I knew that yeah. that was the most important thing. So, you know, there was a lot of different things that I went through. And I'm very, very grateful that I had a little bit of help along the way. So my coaches would give me different breaks. Gyms would dif- give me different breaks. Um, I would just reach out to different, and I'm very, very grateful for ASICs. Um, you know, because I would reach out to them and they would send me, you know, some tights and some mm-hmm. sports bras. So I was very, very grateful for that. But there was a lot more on the other end. So then you're talking about the financial aspect, which I then started my own cleaning business because I realized that rather than complain about it and be like, well, I'm on side, what am I supposed to do? I had to make a way for myself. Yeah. So I started yeah. my own cleaning business and that helped me pay for my car payment and that helped me pay for, you know, my, my sports doctors and all that kind of right. stuff. So it was a grind. But it helped me grow so much. And I learned so much about who I was and how strong I could be. And so I would take odd jobs. I would be doing everything to make sure that I could fulfill this dream. And, you know, right. I started coaching and doing, you know, all these little things to make yeah. sure that I could make a way. And then on top of all of that, you have the, the other side of I'm a regular human being. So I have relationship issues. You know, yeah. We have, you know, you have your family, you have your yeah. friends that you're trying to people getting married, all that kind of stuff in relationships that I was trying to really hold on to and balance. But then on top of that, it's my, I have to worry about me now. I have to right. worry about making sure that I'm balanced, that I'm focused, that I, I have exactly what I need to. So in that aspect, it was extremely, extremely difficult But I had I viewed life through a lens that not many people do. And in the beginning, it was really, really difficult. But I was I was younger, you know, I was in my early 20s. And as I got older, I realized, you know what, I have to grow up faster, I need to be better in all aspects of my life. And, you know, I would go through things, I did an entire piece with CNN about me being called fat you know, me being, Mm. being called, you know, like not being, well, you're not as talented as the other, as the other athletes. And so I had to deal with that as well. But then it's also like, it it helped me in those instances, because I was just like, does it matter? Do what those other people say to me matter to me? No, not really. So it really gave me this sense of my purpose, my drive, my my all my overall mentality and so it was it made me this freaking rock star and this warrior because I went to battle and every time I got new armor each time exactly so now where I am today I feel so blessed and humbled and at peace with that journey because it's made me exactly who I am and I'm very very grateful for it so even though the Olympics was being at the Olympics was one of the hardest experiences. I cried a lot in my Mm. room. You know, I was one of the only females, um, you know, for, I was the only female for track and field, but, you know, representing an entire country that I was also battling with, you know, kind of like imposter syndrome because I wasn't born in Antigua. So there was a lot of things that were going on, but it was a journey that I I'm very, very grateful to say that I went on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you've been through so, so much. And again, it's so inspiring to see someone um, that was, you know, that's in your shoes really just go through it. And just like I just said, be a rock star and come out shining no matter what. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. And you did bring up, um, you know, the body shaming aspects and all of that. Which I think Um, you're
1: familiar with.
0: Oh, everybody's familiar with. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh, everybody can. Oh my God. You know, it it happens all the time. But I think from, you know, an Olympian standpoint, I don't think many people would think that you would ever get body shamed or you would ever be a focus in that light. So when that did happen, what was your initial reaction? You know, how did that affect your mental health? And, you know, really, where did that put you at?
1: To be honest, it started when I was younger because I was always, called like a stick figure growing up right because i was skinny I was tall I was lanky and I was into pageants my mom wanted me to get into pageants and so I did and so um you know being in a pageant I always was just like I'm not as pretty as everybody else but I'm gonna do the damn thing like I'm gonna be exactly who I am right and so I had won this um I guess this prize to go to a modeling agency and take classes and stuff like that. And I remember one of the teachers at one of the lessons was like, you know, you have a fat face. Mm. And so then I realized that was my mom was like, we're done, we're not doing yeah. this anymore. Yeah, it's over. Oh, <laughs> yes. Great, great job, <laughs> but we're done. And so I focused so much on track and I never thought that it would happen there, but I always, I right. always remember that. I always remember her telling me I have a fat face. And so, and I photographed and you can see it. And so I kind of had that in the back of my head, but I never really let it penetrate who I was. Right. So moving on to track and field, I was always a skinny, lanky kid in the high jump. Because in high jump, you want to be tall, you want to be thin. Well, that's the ideal size, right? Or the ideal look. And it became more and more apparent that weight and how you looked was how you how you performed or what you were what you were viewed as you know like were you good well let's see we can look at her and say she's tall and thin just probably okay Mm. yeah so it's oh it was always based off how I looked oh wow right and so a lot of people don't really speak about it but the more and more women who did come out and speak on it it gave us so much power and it gave us so much of like a healing that we were just like, wow, because I would read stories about girls, and what they were going through. And then I started reading about female athletes, professional female athletes. And it was more and more. And I remember, clear as day, two instances, I was in college, and I was about to have an ice cream before I competed the the Mm. next day, I was competing. And I was having an ice cream. And one of the coaches was like, put that down, you can't eat that. And it wasn't my coach. It was somebody else. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. And wow. I was like, okay, I'm going to slowly put this down. I guess yeah. I'm not supposed to eat this. But that person had no idea if maybe that was my ritual. Maybe I had a good luck ice cream. But bef- You know what I mean? Like, yeah. no idea. But people felt so confident to come out and say that. And then at the Commonwealth Games, um, I had competed and done really well. I was so proud of myself. And I went to the bar afterwards with my girlfriend and one of the guys came up to me and was just like, oh, I saw you on television. You know, if you, would, if you had lost a, a couple kilograms, you would have done better. You would have competed better. Wow. And, I, and I was just like, wow, these people really feel so okay coming out of their mouth and just saying things about my weight when yeah. I don't even know what my weight was. Nobody knows what my weight was. I could be 120, most people think I'm 120 pounds, right? So, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm 150, 160 pounds. And I knew that, but I didn't know what I competed with at the day of the meet. And so I never really understand how people could say certain things when they don't know. And so I realized that I can control what I can control. I can't control what other people say, but I can yep. control how I react. And so exactly. that was where I ga- I gained my power because I was just like whatever other people say to me is none of my damn business. It's really yeah. not. Like I am freaking outstanding. Yes. I have to give myself that love. And that's where my entire talk came from about being unbreakable because we go through so many things that are meant to break us and meant to doubt us, doubt ourselves. Right. And so I just realized, nah, bro, this is not it. So in that light, I know there are people who do take it. They, they take those words and they swallow it and that becomes exactly who they are. And so in those instances, my mental, it was, sometimes it got a little bit annoying, but it never, I never, I never swallowed it. I never let it you know, seep out of my pores. Never. It was wow. just, I needed to be stronger than that. And I knew that I was. Yeah. So in those instances, I had to realize who was speaking to me. Did I value who they were? Did they know who I was? And is it helping me? Is this, is this piece of advice making me the best version of
0: myself? No, then it has not, it's none of my business. Ah, I love that. That's so true. <laughs> it's so it's true. true. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I feel like so many women need to hear that. (laughs) I need to hear that. I mean, it's because so amazing. It's one of those
1: things where I just read a book and it talked about briefly about how we make ourselves smaller for other people. And we are so inclined to, in a sense, set ourselves on fire to keep others warm. Right. And so my thing is people take that as like, well, we give so much of ourselves. No, you allow what other people say about you to resonate. Why? Because if you look at it from a different perspective, if someone, if you saw somebody say something to your friend that was disrespectful, that was mean, that was untrue, you'd be like, Mm-mm, not today. Mm-hmm. Yep. But when it comes to ourselves, we take it. Yeah. We don't have that same. So I love that now, I can honestly be like, uh-uh, you don't speak to my friend like that. And I'm talking to myself, right? Uh, like, yeah. no, bro, yeah. we don't talk, we don't we don't allow that. That not today. Not today, no. Satan. Boo-boom, no, no. <laughs> right? You have to understand how incredible yeah. you are. We are always yeah. other people will give us these labels. But you know what? Let me tell you about yourself. You are are absolutely incredible. Don't you understand how far you've come? Do you understand how magnificent you are? You know how much opportunities are waiting for you? Do you understand how how much we want to see you healthy and growing? You are absolutely remarkable. These are things that I tell myself all the time. And I want people to also tell themselves that. Because it's true, right? So true. Nothing that should be able to stop us. There's, it's our life. It's exactly. us. it's who we are. And so let us tell, let me tell you about myself, right? Yeah. And that's what I want women to know. That's what I want people to know. How incredible you are, how outstanding. I want every single person out there to feel and be exactly what Beyonce's performance at Coachella was. Freaking phenomenal, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Like we're just in awe all the time, right?
0: All of her performances. Right?
1: Like <laughs> yeah. that's how you should feel every day. That's yeah. the kind of impact that, you, you know, people should be making in life. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's um it's one of those things that I just I know it's harder and it's easier said than done. But I'm all about action. And I just feel like right. there's so much of life to offer and I need to be that light. And the only way to be that light is to swallow light and allow light to be a part of my life. So if anything doesn't match that energy, it's really not meant for me. Yes,
0: yes. Oh, so well said. And speaking of taking action and, and love and kindness and all that good energy, um, I did want to speak on the Frederick Foundation. Oh, it, yeah. I think that's <laughs> so beautiful. I Thank find you. it again, so amazing. So can you just dig into that a little bit and really just tell the listeners, you know, what that really is and why it was established?
1: Yeah. So the Frederick Foundation like I said, started because of my mother. My mom was a single parent raising my sister and myself, and she did it by herself. She had a little bit of help along the way, but she really was making a way for herself. She was focused and driven, but she struggled so much. But there were little people along the way that just gave her motivation, that gave her love, that gave her just the peace of mind. And so I wanted to be the little bit of help along the way for anybody in need. So the first thing that the foundation's goal is to assist single parent households with their children's education, right? So I want to make sure that the education aspect for single parents, that they can afford it for their kids. And that you yeah. can give them the proper tools and resources. Then I want to be able to provide financial relief for community organizations. So communities are what build, you know, our livelihood and our support. And I want to be a helping hand in that. Um, I make tari- charitable donations to families in need. I create connections to improve the culture of communities. Um, and then I do random acts of kindness. So, No matter where people are at in life, um, everyone's on a different journey. And if I can offer a a spark of genuine love and assistance, that's what I'm going to do. So that's the foundation is I'm I'm very, very proud of it. Um, It's growing and that's what makes me really happy. And so but it is it's in honor of my mother, my mom. And it's funny, because as I speak about her, it's as she's passed away, but she's alive and thriving and well. Um, but I wanted to make sure that I gave her something while she mm. was alive. So mm. all of everything that I do is for her to know that I see her, I honor her, and uh, I honor single parents. It's a legacy. I, yeah. Yeah. So that's it. And so I'm I'm very excited because I'm giving out scholarships next month. Um, my it started last year. It was established, and so now I'm able to give out. A, my first round of scholarships, which is incredible. Wow. Yeah. And so it's, it's been such a blessing. And so I try to do, you know, one random act of kindness a day and it's, it's been a really incredible blessing. And so I want to grow and I don't know where it's going to be in five years, but I know that. It's taken on a name of its own and people are really excited about it. So I want to be able to partner with different organizations and I want to be able to not just do it because right now we're just in Jersey. I want to make sure that we are able to help the world. And so I know that I won't be able to do it a hundred percent, but if I could be part of the 1% that helps, then I'm doing,
0: I'm doing my job. Yeah. Wow. And you do do so much. I mean, it's like your resume must be like everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't even I mean, it's like, what? Like, uh, this woman is is you're like superwoman. You're, you are am, literally. Superwoman. You.
1: you are absolutely <laughs> incredible. It's what I, I I'm a really big Marvel fan. I'm a big <laughs> a huge, huge, Marvel fan. And so I've always loved the female superheroes because It was just these warriors, these these failures and these fighters. And, you know, I loved being that representation. And so I love my resume and I'm honing in on how much I have done. And I give myself grace and I give myself love and I'm very proud of who I am, but it'll never be enough. And that's something that I know about myself just because I just want to to help and I want to be, you know a symbol of positivity and love and faith. And I want to be able to be as dynamic as possible. And so, yeah, my resume has a lot. I've worked in radio, you know, I'm a content creator. I have a podcast with my husband. Um, I'm a health and wellness advocate. You know, I I just started the Priscilla Loomis LLC. I have the, uh, the Frederick foundation. So I do a lot. And so I just hope that I can be this symbol of, just happiness and hope yeah. and just you know being a really big motivation to somebody else who's following in my footsteps so it is it's, it's incredible to see uh, I never thought I would be here I never thought I would be an entrepreneur um, but I'm, I'm here and I'm thriving and I'm very very yeah. grateful for these connections that I've made and I hope that I can yeah I can be a superhero that is my goal In real life Mm. and in Marvel, you know, that's, that's not that I haven't counted myself out there. (laughs) Oh,
0: I I think a lot of women too would honestly wonder and be curious about how you find that balance between every last thing that you do. So how do you really find that mental space to really balance out, you know, everything that you've done and everything that you are continuing to do?
1: I mean, the biggest, the hardest word is balance, right?
0: Right. Because
1: for me, And I get this question asked a lot, right? I am extremely, extremely selfish. I can't be who I am without thinking about myself because at the end of the day, I have to be okay. I have to be well-nourished in all aspects. And so I use what I like to call the Olympic mindset. So even though I'm not a professional athlete anymore, there were skills that I learned in order to be successful. Right. And a lot of people forget that as athletes, we're extremely selfish. And I say selfish as in we care about our nutrition. We care what we read. We care what we watch. We care what we surround ourselves with. And so everything that I internalize, everything that I quote unquote eat, any kind of nutrition has to help me. Right. And so I make sure that I'm taking care of myself. I'm focused on what the best version of myself looks like. I care about the people that I surround myself with. I care about my body and my mind and my soul and my overall health of who I am and I think that a lot of people and a lot of women don't they forget that they have to put themselves first it's like you know like when when you're in an airplane and they go through that first little video take care of yourself before you put on the mask of others so I have to lead by example right so I wrote out exactly what I want in life right I've put out my goals and everything has to match that. So no matter where people are, I think they need to what they need to focus on. What is their Olympics? How yeah. is that? What is going? What do you need to do to get you exactly where you need to be? Because we all want growth. We all right. want happiness. We all want health. We all want love. We want respect. We want fulfillment from life, right? Right. But when you're scrolling through Instagram, what are the pages are you following? Are they helping yeah. you? Are you? Are you feeding yourself 100% of what yeah. is going to be nutritious to you? So I think people need to really treat themselves as athletes because it's something that you – this is your life. You have to get something positive and beneficial from it. So whether it's food, whether it's social media, whether it's podcasts, It's things that need to feed your soul and feed you to be the best version of yourself. And that helps with balance. Now you're able to say, "Mm, that's not really for me. I can't make that. I can't make that work. I can't throw myself off to be something that I'm not. Right. So I think uh, even in, I mean, athletics is a great way because we learn about respect and self-care because but when our cup is full we're able to give but then when we start to we don't go on 100% empty we can only deplete ourselves with so much and I think Mm -hmm. people need to understand that too you can't deplete yourself 100% every single time you have to be able to say I can give this I can give this but I can't give that athletes are great at saying no Mm hmm. And that, that we need. And as yeah. a non athlete, you have to be able to say that as well. So I think it's something that I've learned with this Olympic mindset that there is a balance, but it has to work for you because it's true. But you need to make sure that you are at the center. Nothing else can be at the center except for you. And you know what's going to tip you off the scales, but you need to make sure that everything, your mindset your focus, your day-to-day is making sure that you are happy, you are fulfilled. And I think a lot of times people don't like that.
0: Yeah, (laughs) People don't like that. I mean,
1: (laughs) even with, like, you know, I say this all the time, teaching people how to treat you. Yeah. That's huge. Because a lot of it is, if you keep on saying yes to everything, people are going to keep taking. There are certain people that know not to come in my space because they know they're not offering anything to me. And I yeah. say social media because why am I following pages? kids whenever I speak to them? Anytime that I go to high school, will you follow me on Instagram? You have zero posts. What yeah. am I following you for? What are you yeah. offering me? You want to follow me because I'm offering you something. What are you offering me? So true. Right? So, so if, true. You're, if, you, if you're scrolling through Instagram and all it, all you see is comparing yourself to others, who you don't like, who you you know you want to be, and it's and it's making you stressed out. It's time to unfollow Bill. It yeah. really, it's time to unfollow all the nonsense. So I think everything, everything that you do should you should think of yourself as a well-oiled machine. Everything that comes your way should not be throwing a wrench. It should be offering oil to make you run better.
0: So true, yeah. I mean, that, again, very well said. I, yeah. I cannot agree with that more. Uh, you know, you really have to look out for yourself and especially on social media because yeah. we're all on it. No matter what, yes. I mean, we're going to be on it. You know, yeah. we're going to be present. Um, absolutely. And also, I mean, this kind of ties into the next question for you. And uh, I'm going to, I'm actually very interested to see what your standpoint is on this. Yeah. So as a former Olympian yourself, and yeah. you are a health and wellness advocate, um, I'm sure you've seen a lot within being in that industry. And that kind of ties into social media because I'm Mm -hmm. sure you see it on social media as well. Um, so since you were in that industry, uh, I think it was back in 2016, I believe. Right. So have you noticed a shift from then to now?
1: A (laughs) hundred percent.
0: Wow. Yes.
1: Social media and everything has changed, right? Just because life has changed. The NIL has changed a lot. So the name, image, and likeness for college athletes has changed. So that changes everyone's lifestyle, right? And the biggest thing with social media is it's, I want, people say it's not real. I have a hard time with that because it's obviously real. It's a thing that we're looking at. Right. I just feel like people can are people are never satisfied. So true, and I think it's <laughs> just getting worse, right? right? people ask me about all the time, like social media. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Like you just said, is do, have you seen a shift? Do you know what people are? No one would have known what I was going through while I was being a professional athlete because I showed the, the highlights. I showed the good parts. Right, And so I think what happens is people forget that we all can't be the same and we all can't be the same versions of ourselves all the time. We are always growing. We're always evolving. And so when people really take a step back, and you look at all the people you're comparing yourself. Because that's what it is. That's what social media is. It's comparing yourselves to other people. It is. That's all it really is. But when I look, what I look at social media, I'm like, do I really want what that person has? Right? Like, 100%. So I, I always use this example, the Kardashians. Everyone knows who they are. Yep. Everyone, so that's why it's an easy comparison. Right. Do you want that or do you want their bank account? Right. Do you want exactly their, their, their facial features? Do you want their drama? Like what exactly do you want? What's the attraction? Yeah. Like that's it. Right. So when I look at it, because when I see the Kardashians, I see so much pain. Because the amount of things that people say about them on a daily, the amount that they have to go through on a, in a public eye, right. it's, it's nothing that I want, right? So right. I think people really need to, again, gain that Olympic mindset and say, what is your Olympics? What is it? What do you want? What is your goal? Whatever your goal is, then stick with it, right? Like really write it out and see exactly what you want. Because for me, like I, of course, always want happiness and health, but what does that look like?
0: Right.
1: What does that exactly look like? So I want, like, I know exactly the financial wealth that I want. I know exactly the house that I want. And when, so now when I look at social media and I see all these other houses, I'm not envious. I'm like, that's nice. Right. Not what I want, but that's nice. You can admire others, you can set them up. And you can send light and love to others rather than just being envious.
0: Ah, so true.
1: Right? (laughs) Because our lives are, are our own. So when I look at it, I want a healthy and loving marriage. Right? I want to be seeked out for motivational speaking and inspirational speaking. I want to build my nonprofit. And when I look at my, even my, what I want salary wise, there's no reason for me to to be a millionaire, there's no, I don't see that in oh, a sense of like, I want to be a millionaire. Great. What are you going to do with that million? I'm going to buy a car. I'm going to buy a house. Like, it's yeah. the same narrative. But what do I want? I want a certain specific amount of money so that my life is taken care of, but then I can build my nonprofit. So that I can help others with financial literacy so that I can pay for 25 to 50 families, houses or mortgages. Like that's what's most, I can literally physically say, I have car, the car of my dreams. My car needs to get me from A to B. Yeah. Right. Like I'm right. not car, I'm not a big car person. I'm not a big purse person. I have one expensive purse and it's my baby. His name yeah. is Nico. Like I just <laughs> want one- I don't need, I don't like, and that's what I'm like. Those things aren't bringing me happiness. What brings me happiness is being able to speak life into others. So I realize now looking at social media, I don't want everybody else's life. I want to be the best version of me. I want to do and be able to be 100% my vocation, which is entertaining people to be the best. I can provide for others. So I'm not envious of others. I don't want what other people have. I'm inspired by others. I'm inspired by looking at other people's hair and makeup, but I don't want that 100%. I have no room in my life for envy or deceit, or negativity. And that's where I think people kind of get skewed on social media. I think they always just want what other people have rather than literally looking and sitting and saying, what do I truly want?
0: Yeah, yeah. It really is. I mean, you have to really self reflect. (laughs) It's hard to do. You know, it's so hard to do. But yeah, I mean, it has to be done if you want to really truly uh, succeed in the best way that you want. Yeah.
1: And you really have to take it all into perspective. Like I I think I can see myself being extremely successful as a motivational speaker because I've created this series where we're singing and dancing and speaking like we're speaking life. But I want to be seen as peaceful and understanding and motivational and compassionate. Right. And so I'm doing it in a different light. And what is coming, what comes from that is unknown. I don't know where that's going to lead me to. I don't know what's on the other side, but I'm not focused on, I want to do this so I can get a Lexus. Mm -hmm. I want to do this so that I can get more material things. I think, We need to really see ourselves as the best version and what that looks like so that we can be this beacon of light because that'll bring happiness. And then we can say, okay, what else can I offer this world? What else can I be of service? And I think that's really important.
0: Yes. Yeah, very, very well put. Um, Yeah, it's really, and also manifestation too. Yeah, Um, I'm a big
1: manifestation person, but not in the sense of like, I can see myself driving a car and it's just going to appear. <laughs> I feel that everything that we surround ourselves with should be helping us just grow yeah. and truly thrive. And I love that word thrive because I I'm, I'm a big believer in being 100% unapologetically ourselves and yes. just living the best life that we possibly can. And I think it's it's a beautiful thing to be. And I think it's something that so many people aren't in tune with, because we see it for others, and we do it once or twice, and then we stop. And that's why I'm so important to have the Olympic mindset, because it's consistency, yes. consistently showing up for yourself every day. So I make sure that everything that I do, everything that I ingest, is just something that's going to motivate me. So while I'm having my morning cup of coffee, I usually would listen to like James Arthur. But for 15 minutes, I'm listening to a motivational podcast. And it just runs in the background. And so I'm writing a book. And so now I have that in the background, and it's helping me with my morning coffee. And then when I need rest, I rest and I watch Shit's Creek. Right, like I can, I can now give myself, and now I'm reading books. And when I open up my Instagram, it's motivation, and it's literally just things that are feeding my soul and feeding my spirit, and it makes me a better person. So now I'm even, I'm even on, I'm like operating on this higher level, just because everything that I do is helping me. And I think I have, you know, I think people need the little um, post-it notes on their mirrors. Yes. know what I mean? In your car, listen to things that make you feel good. Eat things that make you feel good. Talk to people that speak life into you. Watch things. Listen, everything should be about being your best self because it just changes, but it has it changes your frequency, but it has to be an everyday thing. It can't just be, I'm going to try it today. And if it doesn't work, I give up. Because I trained four years for one day. Yeah. Right? Um, Right. I trained, I, I fell and I and I I stumbled. And there were so many things that I had to go through that helped me become this person. And I it changed my lens so that when negative things would come around me, I changed the focus and made it positive. Yeah. So everything's a revision. Everything, you know, everything has to be. A- adaptable to who you are and you know mm-hmm. i think that's i think that's what's most important yeah
0: that's yeah, all it's all in how you look at it more questions to ask you so yes, yes. before i let you go all right so what really is you know where do you see yourself in let's just say you know 5 years what is next for priscilla frederick loomis you know what do you really want to see i truly truly hope that
1: i am Seeked out as an inspirational motivational speaker. And I hope that I'm traveling the world and speaking life into others. And I am not a believer in blocking your blessings. So if something comes my way, that gives me life, I'll accept it. And I'll say yes. Wow. So it literally could be anything. So I have Priscilla Loomis LLC, which is my business. And so I'm hoping that I can grow that. And I can, like I said, speak globally. And I, but I'm also open to, you know, being cast in a Marvel movie, right? So like, you know what I mean? So I am extremely open to all of life's blessings, but I just hope that I'm using all of my talents and all of my God-given gifts to be an honest and resourceful and loving and faithful symbol of, knowledge and power and fulfillment. So as long as I'm doing that, then I'll be happy, but I don't block my blessings. And so I'm open to all that life has to offer as long as I'm able to just be an incredible symbol um, of light and love. Yeah. So you can find me anywhere. Who knows? I'm hoping (laughs) that I'm still speaking. I'm hoping that, um, you know, I get to, I want to, I do would love to act Um, I love dancing. And so I'm hoping that I can create this um, Unbreakable series and have it grow and be kind of like that evening with Adele where you're singing and you're dancing and you're, but she's also answering questions. I want it to just be kind of just a shift and like a different kind of form of motivational speaking where people don't feel like I'm on a stage talking at them, but they can actually you know, have a real conversation and a relationship with me. So I'm building that I hope that my nonprofit grows, and I can, you know, work towards uh, my goal of impacting a million lives. And that grows and I can, you know, I I don't block my blessings with that either. So wherever that leads me, but yeah, just being happy, healthy, growing. Yeah, that's where I'm praying that I can be in five years. Yeah,
0: that's beautiful. That's so beautiful. <laughs> you have such like a bright future ahead of you. Thank and again, you are so, accomplished so much already. And <laughs> I mean, you're going like, to accomplish 20 times more. So <laughs> yes, Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. I'm going to claim
1: it all. Yes.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. And also too, I asked everybody on my podcast, yes. what would you say is one thing that you've learned about yourself, good or bad so far this year? So far this year?
1: I have honestly learned internal joy and that I I've learned that I am meant for more in life um I was trying to fit myself into a box of working a nine to five and trying to kind of be like everybody else and I realized that I'm a unicorn and that that's okay and that there are different things in life that I'm meant for and that I can do it and I can accomplish it. And that my scars have made me more triumphant. So, you know, I know that I can provide value as long as I have this internal joy and this internal happiness. And so I'm just aligning with what I want in life. And uh, that's what I've honestly learned in this, yeah. short, in this, in this short couple of months. And uh, it, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. And I love it. I yeah. Absolutely love it. So yeah, so that's what I've learned a hundred percent. And I hope uh, that I continue to learn.
0: Wow. <laughs> yes. I love that. I can also relate to that. Um, wow, you have an incredible guest. Thank and you. Thank you
1: so, again, so much.
0: You're a legend and this was such an honor. And again, thank you, thank you, thank you. No, I am so so grateful. I hope that everyone listening um found some kind of
1: passion and uh motivation through this and Nikki I thank you so so much I am so humbled and honored to be here with you and to be thank speaking and I, I truly send you nothing but life and love and happiness on on your on your journey because what you're doing is absolutely phenomenal and we need more people like you. Oh
0: thank you.
1: We need more people like you. <laughs>
0: well, thanks so much.
1: We need more unicorns, right?
0: Yes. <laughs>